Hello, and welcome to Fireside Friends. This is episode 32. I'm Alan Ibrahim, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Ryan Prasad. Is 32 like a magic number for something? It's 42. (laughs) It's actually 32 is the number of teeth you have in the adult average human mouth. I'm quitting quitting this podcast (laughs) now. (laughs) That's what you get for getting a dental student on your podcast. That's exactly what you get. No, 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 no. No, I was oh. I was talking about the forty two thing. Did oh we yeah, make yeah. A forty two joke at uh, during our forty second episode. I'm quitting this podcast. I'm shutting it all <laughs> <Okay>. down. <laughs> How are you doing, Ryan? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> That's good. I am also joined by my other co-host. It's Katie. It's Katie. It's me. How are things, Katie Marie? Things are pretty all right. The steam sale, summer sale is uh. Running my life. <laughs> How much is Stellaris? It's twenty. Uh, it's twenty. Is it ten? I don't know because I own it. <laughs> I I did look at it and then I was like, should I buy Stellaris and play with Katie and Eli? And then I did. I didn't. I, I want to, but my p- computer can't run it. So sad face. Yeah, I want to though. Maybe I'll buy a gaming. I'm not gonna buy a gaming piece. No, let's be realistic. <laughs> uh, it's twenty, but that's still a pretty good price for what I heard is a good, a fun one. Uh, this episode, how, wait, we, wait, wait. Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? How are you, Alan? Oh, yeah. How are oh, you, Alan? Oh, oh, my heart melted. Um, let's do a little drum roll. I turned twenty-three this week. Yay! I don't know how I feel about that. It's just kind of another year. Um, but as I've noticed, getting older means you get grumpier, and so maybe I'm a little bit grumpy. I hope that doesn't come off on the podcast today. What are you? What are you grumpy about? <laughs> what are you grumpy? I I saw you were grumpy about the game grumps earlier. Yep. I apathetic internet boys make me grumpy. I think that's. Mm-hmm. Pre- <laughs> I was grumpy about the game grumps. We didn't even point that out. That I, we just said that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I pointed. I mean, I didn't. Have you did to it point basically. It out, you did but, it. You know. It's there. You know. It was implicit. It's, yeah. It's. I just. People should have opinion. Be don't be afraid to have opinions about stuff. You're allowed to hate things and think that things are bad and, and but, have problems with them. But I heard, and you're that also mor- allowed to say sorry. You are. But, but I heard that morality is like a bad thing. Yeah, is morality <laughs> is having like a perspective on things like a a good thing. Well, what? see, if you hate the bad guys, you're just as bad as the bad guys. Oh, so if I if I hate the good guys equally as the bad guys, then I'm really smart. Yeah. Okay. Got that's it. that's the ideal. Okay. You pretty much nailed morality in a nutshell. Is this a philosophy course or a podcast? <laughs> waka waka. Shish. Those aren't mutually exclusive. We should do a philosophy podcast. Oh, God. We shouldn't. Philosophcast. Philosophcast. Philocast. This is a great idea. We should do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, perfect. I think that I like to think there's a little bit of philosophy here in the Fireside Friends uh, HQ. Speaking of philosophy, uh, anime has a lot of philosophy in it, and we're going to talk about an anime this episode. And um, do you guys want to just get right into it? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Oh, 
So, uh, for this episode, we watched the six-episode anime cult classic, Fooly Cooly. It was created by Studio Gainax in the year 2000, and uh, it is sort of the first thing that they did, one of the first big things that they did post-Evangelion, and uh, critically acclaimed, critically beloved. I watched it for the first time last year over the summer also. I think it's a really good summer watch, and in my effort to slowly transform this podcast into 100% anime all the time, I recommended that we watch it for the show. Uh, I want to ask both of you, who do I start with? Katie, what did you think of this episode This episode of Fooly Cooly? <laughs> this six-episode series, Fooly Cooly? Okay, so um, it definitely has a lot more to it than initially meets the eye, I would say. Um, and it's fun. It's really interesting, and it's really goofy, and it's got robots and fights and stuff coming out of people, and everybody says these words that don't actually have any meaning. Um Cooly cooly doesn't even mean anything. Um, really. It's just a word. Words, I guess. FLCL. But yeah, no, I enjoy it. And uh, it's something fun to watch. And I definitely agree saying it's a summer watch because it has like that, I don't know, like hot humdrum environment to it. Um, But yeah, I'd love to talk about some of the themes and everything. Right. I'm excited for the cast. The cast that we're on. Oh, hey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, it's, it starts with the carrot with Naoto being like, nothing happens in this town. And you're like, ah, yes, summer as a teenager, just in a nutshell, feeling like yeah. nothing happens and you're bored. Um, Ryan, what did you think of Fooly Cooly? This is your first time watching it. I know Katie and I have both watched it previously, and I'm curious what you thought as a first timer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I think of this show. For me, it didn't come together until the last episode where they explain everything. Right. Um, Stylistically, I liked it okay. I thought it was interesting in terms of narrative structure, the fact that these episodes are really short and they pack so much into them. Um, That being said, I don't know if the show led enough room for me to grow a relationship with these characters and this world in the way that I would most other TV shows. Um I think some of the themes are a little basic. I don't think I like some of the humor, but a lot of it didn't land for me. And some that there's some anime bullshit as well that we can get into later on. But overall, uh, I like it as like a cool experiment, but not as a show that I have any personal fondness for. Right. Um. I. I think the older I get, the more I disconnect from some aspects of this show's themes and the more I can I enjoy others. Uh, we didn't actually really go down the plot summary. Basically, this character, Nauta, is a regular boy living in a boring town, and he hangs out with Mamimi, who is his brother's girlfriend. His brother's in America playing baseball. And one day, he gets run over by a space alien riding a moped. That's it. And now he can spawn yep. mechs out of his forehead. <laughs> That's the show. Because he gets hit with a bass guitar. And then he learns to swing the bat. Um, so I, what I'm getting at me being like, I resonate, things resonate with me more now. I love Mamimi. I love that character. I think that what little time she does have in the show, which mostly comprises like the first three episodes, and then they kind of drop her mm-hmm. in a little bit of a way, which bummed me out, is just this like sadness that you are older, but still living in your original hometown and like desperately trying to recreate what your youth was like with somebody who is a facsimile of a person that you care about. 
She doesn't actually like Nauta. She likes the idea of him wanting her and likes the idea that like, oh, I'm I'm like his big cute girl crush and people think I'm a door like I'm attractive and I'm a high school kid and like, oh, there's something naughty about this. But like, it's just it just constantly reminds me like how sad it is that she's sitting under a bridge smoking cigarettes that say uh, never knows best on them. That's like the iconic image of the show. Mm-hmm. And I just I just there's something about that that like it hurt there's something like a pain to that portrayal in both the Japanese and English versions of the show like the, that voice actress does fantastic work um by the way did y'all watch this subbed or dubbed okay so initially <laughs> I started watching it dubbed because I was like might as well give it a chance because then I can you know I don't have to read it, it is atrocious I'm <laughs> sorry to say but like Eli legitimately asked me to turn it off because he was doing something else um was just playing games on the computer and he was like I can't even ambiently listen to this it is painful <laughs> so um I that was like I don't know maybe a minute five minutes into episode <clears throat> one so I continued with the rest of the series subbed. and then Ryan I watched the dub that how did you fine. feel about it it's fine <laughs> it's uh I couldn't keep up with the subtitles there's a lot going on so yeah exactly no, no, that's totally understandable but like do you think that the voice acting is painful um, I mean, so going from attempting to watch it subbed and then going to the dub and seeing that it was basically just people narrating the subtitles, I thought it was fine in that aspect. Um, in terms of like acting, there's not there's not like a lot of room to act in this show because everything fucking moves so fast, so I didn't mind it. I got you. That was the reason I watched the first time I watched it, I watched it subbed, and then this time I also watched it dubbed because um, like you said, I wanted to keep up with things and there are a lot of scenes that I like that are all about fast talk and some of that stuff translates better because there's like subtext and Japanese wordplay, but then some of it, I just wanted to understand what the fuck they were saying. I'm specifically referring to the famous manga scene from, I think right. episode two or the end of one. It's at uh, the end of one and then they have it again, again in like, like the last episode or yeah. Um, and then they talk about how it's too expensive to keep doing that, which is really funny. Um, that scene led to me, by the way, trying to look up the manga of this story because I was like, oh, this must be based on that. The manga came later. They adapted this into a thing later. It's just wild. So they just like made a joke, like a couple of panels of a manga. And then later they like made that. And that that scene isn't even in it. <laughs> it's so weird. Hmm. Um, weird decisions. The, the manga, for what it's worth, I didn't read all of it, uh, is... Very similar. The main difference is that uh, a lot of the jokes where like someone does something ridiculous and then is like fixed, like the problem from that is fixed the next scene. They like have a little bit more permanence. So like, for example, uh, you know, sexuality is a big part of this show. And uh, Naoto doesn't like the fact that his dad uh, is getting along with Haruko, the alien. So I think in the anime, he like hurts his dad or something um, like strikes him. The joke in the in the manga is that his dad is dead, and he spends the rest of the, the thing dead, like actually yeah. dead. Mm. It's like, whoa, that's all right. We put we put stakes in it for some reason. Didn't really need that. There's a lot of other things going on, but all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's like revived as a robot in the um in the it, okay. So like, if I can go off briefly, um, he thinks that in the anime that they are sleeping together. Right. Um, his dad and the alien girl. Um, 
but that's not the case. In reality, she is trying to get things like robots or whatever to come out of his head as well. Um, and it doesn't work as well as it does with Naoto. So she essentially is like dropping him and forgetting about him. And with Naoto being angry, he kind of like low key dies in the show. <laughs> Um, but then is a robot for the rest of it, but I then thought, also, I, I guess, thought, dies. Sorry, I thought he killed the robot instead of his dad. <laughs> or am I mistaking that? It's like both. I don't know. <laughs> because, okay, so I my read was that he killed the robot, and then he finds his real dad in that little, like, crawl space area. Because yeah. if it was a fucking robot, why did he fucking put him in a bathtub? Hmm. So... I thought it was the robot who he hit with a bat. Well, but then, know. yeah, the, ro- the robot is fine because the robot turns out to be the real person that Haruko has a huge crush on and wants to be with forever because the robot can turn into Atomisk or depending on which version you watched, Atomisk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, a different robot. But I didn't think she had a huge crush on him. I thought that she just wanted well, to, like, take his power. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's like a, that's the way that I have crushes on people, Katie. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. <laughs> just want to consume your energy uh she definitely has like a the, the the thing that i got out of that which is sort of nato's growing up story in this uh in this show which is he starts by he does legitimately have a big sort of thing for mamimi but he doesn't know how to consummate that like a lot of the early show is like her trying to flirt with him and like do light sexual things with him and he just doesn't know how to respond because he's like 13 and he's just taking it as like girls are being weird and then uh but he knows that like sexuality is a thing he's supposed to feel so after haruko enters his life and after other people seem to pine after her he goes wait but i want to be i want to go with the alien girl that's this that's the narrative i want and sort of like leaves his childhood friend behind and um starts like getting very jealous when other people are getting intimate with haruko but ultimately, you know, the end of the show posits this idea that, like, no, she never cared about him. Like, Haruko has no investment in, like, any of the boys on this. She's not, like, someone who's trying to be part of a romance. She's just doing her job and trying to, you know, whatever, get Atomisk to destroy the ironing <laughs> hand that's going to yeah. flatten the universe. That's what she's here to do. She isn't here to, like, have crushes and be in a love triangle. Like, she's just beyond all of that, which I think is what I like about her character the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine the sex stuff is part of what you did not like about the show, Ryan. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty horny show. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what, what, else, what else to say besides that. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a scene where they're... Is it it's in a spaceship that they're in? Where the eyebrow guy and the other crew—I <laughs> don't know where that was. Anyway, weed eyebrows. Anyway, he swings the bat and hits the thing, and is that when people's nose nose starts bleeding? I don't remember, but yeah, it's weird. The it is uh, weird. It's super weird. The the whole like eyebrows character. Um, I like his the joke of him a lot, and I like the way that the girl reacts to him. She's just like, oh, your eyebrows are obnoxious but i love them <laughs> like just way into them um but i don't understand i can't like even after two watches i don't know how to put together where he fits in the like growing up narrative of this show so you know um basically he is the um he was an ex-lover of haruko oh so he knows what's gonna happen that's why he tries to tell the boy like hey look out she's gonna drop you for a robot yes <laughs> okay um they 
it's not really um, explicitly mentioned, but it's heavily implied that they are they previously had a thing, and it doesn't really define what that relationship was. But it is like, hey, they had a relationship, and now they're not together anymore. So, wow, there it is. I, and I he... guess he's also kind of used as a, a, a mentor for Naoto, because obviously it is a coming-of-age story. And it's like, hey... Here he is a kid, and he still is a kid, but he is in the process of growing up. Um, and here are some of the things he has to deal with, puberty being one of them. And also, here's tons of uh phallic symbolism. But anyway, yeah. um, I so like basically in the show, it's like he admires the adult that his brother is, and he wants to be that same person or that same adult. And so he like makes the false equivocation thing of uh haruko and his brother but then later on they're like oh but just kidding they're nothing alike and right um i think that the seaweed eyebrows boy is supposed to be um more closely what the brother would have been or is like the big brother character because big brother's absent i guess in america playing baseball so (laughs) here's uh here's eyebrows man instead with an American girlfriend. Yep. I yeah. I, I so the plot stuff like it just completely flies over my head. Like I get the gist of Haruko is actually here to do something involving Adamisk and the medical mechanica, the company that has a giant. Their building looks like a giant iron. Uh, with a and then they have a hand which is from a space station that grasps it and it's going to use it to fold the creases of the world. No, I don't care about any. By of that. the way, that's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a cool. <laughs> as soon as they say it, you're like, whoa, because they keep recurring back to this image of the iron like smoking in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. and they're all like, yeah. I don't know what it does. It's weird. The building has no doors. How do people get in? Right. And then and then they're like, yeah, it's going to iron the creases of the world. You're like, what? What does that mean? Why? What? <laughs> What happened? It's just an yeah. out of nowhere reveal that's so anime, just so cool. Because I remember uh, them like referring to it as an iron, and I was like, I don't understand this reference. And then like later on, you know, we understand. Oh, it's like a clothes iron, and they're gonna iron the world. I don't understand why, what their purpose is, but I guess they're doing it. It's so it's so bananas. Um, <laughs> and then he swings the bat, which gets to my the metaphor of the show that I like a lot which is yeah it's full of weird sex stuff and weird imagery and the animation is really beautiful the fight scenes are incredible and the music the music is beyond my favorite it's just so iconic yeah um, it, it was all performed by the same band if I'm not mistaken um, whose name I can't remember right now but they're the uh, band is, that pre- is it paper thing I think it is something like that uh, I'm, I mean I'll be looking it up as we talk but like Basically, it it gets this like mid two thousand or early two thousands like rock Japanese rock style that defines the vibe of the show because even when people are just like talking and hanging out, uh, you still get these like oh the band is called the Pillows. There you go. Uh, paper and- pillows, same thing. Paper, <laughs> just the same. Oh, it's all pee. At the yeah. end of the day, um, the Pillows like define this show for me. Just I like music can sell a vibe for me in more than a lot of other things can and then just to, to briefly like i the adulthood stuff is where i think we have discussion to, there is discussion to be had uh because mm-hmm. naoto he wants to be an adult but he doesn't know what that means and the only example he has is his brother who like we said is in america and is dating somebody else and is leaving this girl mamimi behind and then so he that's that's what he thinks like being a cool adult is it's like oh you're gonna like date, go somewhere far and date a cool girl from another country and uh, like 
because all of the adults in his life are terrible. Every single adult on this show is intentionally written to be incompetent, ridiculous, uh, just foolish, foolish, coolish, if you will, and uh, (laughs) just bad. They're all bad adults. Like his dad is a pervert and a con artist and a swindler and just like a bad dude who tries to like get people to buy stuff that they don't need. He's he's hawking his zine magazine, which is uh, his zine, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, his teacher just like doesn't know how to handle it when one of his the students like grows a alien out of her forehead. The teacher's like, I don't know what the, I don't even work here. I don't no <laughs> like, running the, in the hallway. Yeah, exactly. Like the teacher is bad. The eyebrows guy. Uh, I love that like shattered manhood scene where uh Haruko tries to pull the guitar out of his head and like nothing comes out and she's like ugh typical of people like you like men like yeah. you and you're like oh he just cries like eyebrowless on the floor <laughs> you're like ugh he doesn't even have like none of them have there no there's no good role models for him so he develops and that's his- not and that's across the board cuz there's that one character that I don't remember the name of the uh schoolgirl who is in that play who's like the main character and oh. she fakes she like changed the results of whatever poll it was to make her the lead actress in that play mm-hmm. um and her whole like arc with her parents like uh she has a bad relationship with them and like she hides the fact that she wears glasses and all that stuff and then as the show goes on uh she becomes more self-confident and more accepting of herself as she is able to confront her shitty parents so there's also that with that character as well right she yeah. has a good growing up arc she like successfully gets it uh yeah now to, now to eventually does but he gets there through like all of these different scenes of his classmates telling him like oh that's so cool like you that alien girl likes you and my favorite piece of symbolism from the show is the cocking of the gun or the reloading of the gun because I think it's episode four or five, but like every time somebody tells him that they're impressed and that they think he's amazing, it cuts to a shot of a gun loading mm-hmm. and eventually it just keeps happening, keeps happening, and then it fires, and that's like the moment where everything goes crazy. Uh, because he just he keeps inflating, inflating his ego and inflating, and eventually it just pops. And then that is like the symbolism of, you know, the robot comes out, somebody turns into an alien, they have a big battle on top of the school. Just like when people keep telling you that you're the best and you can do everything and you're a cool dude, you don't develop any humbleness at all. Kendrick right. Lamar would have a lot of things to tell this boy, actually. <laughs> um, I heard a radio edit of that song today. Oh How my was god! That? Oh, I've heard that radio edit. It's just it's like. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I just I like that idea that Dauta is having a flawed growing up experience because a lot of times you see an anime like this kid has no confidence and he gains it through the help of his friends. And it's like, well, technically, Dauta does gain confidence through his friends, but it, do- it makes him a worse person. It makes him a shitty, like kind of misogynist, like uh, thinks that the world owes him something kind of dude. And that's where I think that his arc like appeals to me. And I think that that's an interesting arc to explore. Because um, in general, fully cool. Like the reason it's a big deal for people is uh, it takes the the tropes of anime and the visual style of anime and like plays with it and does a lot more stuff with fluidity and action scenes. That it's basically like trying to take. It's like a remix, basically. You know how I think uh, from a similar studio from a similar time period, Samurai Champloo. Like the word 
uh shampoo is partly the word for remix i think in japanese i might be completely wrong but that like was a big thing in the early 2000s because these people made evangelion they made a show about a sad boy in a mech and they're like no what if this guy had confidence and that was the problem (laughs) (laughs) that was the issue was that he developed this like this ego and it made him the worst um so i'm curious like what did y'all like did y'all get any of that out of this or like did it just all kind of go over your head in a mess of of imagery i saw it i guess differently um like as far as his relations to the other characters like um his father is a widower and you know his mom died forever ago so i don't really see him as like necessarily misogynistic i see him as more of like he wants a mother figure um but also thinks that being an adult means you have to be in a sexual or romantic relationship and so he seeks out older women to fill both of those roles um with how he i guess like interacts with mamimi and also um haruko yes i don't know i see him as as like trying to be an adult by being apathetic and trying to replicate what he sees um and is not necessarily like influenced by his friends i don't know how to describe it i think of him as more of like trying to be mature and finally at the end of the show he's like oh hey maybe you can just do things instead of trying to act like it. Um, right. You have to actually swing the bat, which becomes the right. of the last episode. Instead of just carrying it around all the time. I like that. Read. Yeah. I think you can have both of those reads, though. I think that you're reading more like explains why he's so apathetic is he thinks that's what being an adult is. Yeah, because he says like yeah. um, all the adults were like excited about the, the medical thing, which I take as. Um, him being wrong it's like well maybe their quote-unquote excitement which he views as immature is them being confused and worried and anxious and then um, whenever he's like yeah nothing ever happens in this town like it's ordinary and boring I think of that as more of him being like that's what adults see or adults should see is nothing is going on everything's boring and I don't feel a reaction to these events right it, it almost makes the last line of the show which is the same as the first where he says nothing ever happens it's like almost ironic right he's just like now like look at all the stuff that just happened we stopped an ironing an iron from iron from flattening the world anyways nothing this is a boring tower nothing happens blah 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 i swung a bat and killed a space station basically right um I, Ryan, what, so again, like, what did you take away from all of this? Because I know we're kind of like throwing theories at the wall, but I, what I love about Fooly Cooly is like, it's pretty open about this stuff. It doesn't expect you to have one read of it. Mm-hmm. Um, roughly this, I, might, I think my read is roughly the same as Katie's. Um, it's hard to say. I don't know. It, <laughs> I'm just trying to put yeah. it all together in my head, but, um, I don't know. It was hard for me to find something that meaningful out of it just because, I don't know, I didn't really take anything big from the show. I don't know. I don't know. It it just felt like this show was, a, I'm going to say it again, but like it felt like this show was a cool animation experiment and then they wrapped it in a nice bow at the end. I don't know. See, I don't know. It's funny that you say that because um on like various forums and stuff like that where people are like discussing what's the what does fully Cooly mean? What is this show? What is the plot? Um a lot of people say like, by the way, I don't even know if there is a plot because the production team was just trying to break the rules of animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um they had 
like a new uh, animation technology that they wanted to push the boundaries of. And they were like, oh, so here's the show. Yeah. Um, is, we're messing and, around. And I guess my like, the, I'm having such a hard time sussing out what I think are the themes are. Because to me, in my mind, these themes are just like, yep, anime trope, anime trope, anime trope. Like, it's like I can't really speak that meaningfully about it because for me, it didn't really struck me as anything special. Well, I think like ultimately it's trying to talk about mundane topics with robot fights. And that's why it doesn't really have much meaning outside of like it's a kid growing up because it's it's trying to explain a boring story like that. But also having robot fights and aliens and all kinds of craziness like compacted into a very short series. Yeah. So but it's also like, OK, these are ideas and stuff, tropes that I've seen before uh wrapped in the show that doesn't do a lot with it to begin with and isn't really about that anyway so i don't know um i was we were just talking about the latest episode of twin peaks we're not going to spoil it but basically the internet is blowing up about this latest episode of twin peaks return because it's a lot of imagery and not a lot of like hard dialogue and plot and i see a parallel between that and fully coolie like for me, I would say people who really want to find out what is Fully Cooly about, what does the acronym stand for, what does this symbolism mean, go watch a music video. Go watch like 10 <laughs> like Rihanna music videos and just learn about like what visual storytelling is and, and imagery and like telling things through music and style because you don't like it doesn't need to be explained. It just I like the vibe of being in the town that Fully Cooly takes place in for six episodes for two and a half hours or whatever. Um, and ultimately there is plenty to be read about growing up and, and sexuality, like we said, and, uh, like what getting, forming an opinion of like what the world and like what the adult life, it looks like that's all in there, but like, it's just also to be enjoyed. Like, it's just really beautiful. I love looking at this show and I love the way the characters talk and the millions of tiny references to other anime and famous like japanese cultural things oh my god we glossed over the fucking south park thing didn't we <laughs> speaking of cultural references what the fuck what <laughs> yeah, south park is that? it almost felt like they wrote the whole eyebrow guy around doing that joke <laughs> right he, he has south park eyebrows and then they literally change the animation style to look like south park for like a couple minutes like it stays like that and you're like is this the show now? <laughs> that was fucking weird. It was big. Yeah. It was the year 2000. Like, what was bigger than South Park? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, they, but they do that stuff. Like, there's a scene later in, I think, episode six where Haruko is riding on a broomstick in, like, a bunny outfit. And that's, like, one of Gainax's first anime that she's referencing. Uh, they literally, I think, Naoto is like, oh, my, my dad's weird. Sometimes he just, like, writes blog posts about Evangelion. And you're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like yeah he that. was really into this eva thing you know e like mechs yeah. fighting each other or whatever <laughs> and anyways i pull mechs out of my head like it's nothing <laughs> yeah um like it, it has a lot of respect for the stuff that it's um sending up in a way it's not just like anime's dumb here's here's some real stuff here's some real shit uh i think it's like a pretty respectful addition to the canon of like anime history it's the reason people talk about it is because it's referential and it's um, a little bit subversive and funny and weird and the music is good you can kind of boil it down to that um speaking of which they are they're, they're making more fully coolie yes. supposedly or they are they very very recently announced a season two um i guess like 
around this time last year. They said that it was in uh, production. I can't believe David Lynch is directing the second season of Fooly Cooly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so incredible. <laughs> Just a nuke exploding, but it's in like an anime nuke <laughs> in somebody's like eyebrow. Ugh. I'm I'm excited to see what what they do with that because if it's just a sequel or like a second season like a continuation of Nauta's story that's what i'm confused about too because i felt like it wrapped up really well but i don't get um what the second season would is it a prequel i don't oh is it about eyebrows guy (laughs) (laughs) i want to see a seaweed eyebrow man some more I i just don't think this show needs like it cares enough about its own plot to to warrant like uh, the the Twin Peaks thing where they have to be like, here's this character, but older. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, they can just do another thematic weird thing about a kid in a small town, and that can be Fooly Cooly Season 2. It has a lot of opportunity and, like, options for what it can be. Um, yeah, I feel that. I think that it would definitely do better as, like, um a, a side story or, like, a concurrent story or something like that as opposed to, like, continuing on with the characters that were established in the first season. Right. And with a 2017 sensibility of like, hey, let's handle sex better. Let's like write <laughs> the way. I don't think that's going to happen. And it's everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 2017 anime isn't exactly light years better than what's going on in this show. Because um, it toes the line between fan service and just like sh- actual shittiness. Um, right. It's not trying to say something about its fan service. It's just like, no, here's Haruko's butt. That's her butt. He's, she's going to rub it in his face. That's the joke. Um <laughs> It, it feels like it, ha- it It wants to say something. I, I feel like I say this phrase on Fireside Friends a lot. I say, oh, it tries to say something, but it doesn't. I think this this show, it really, it knows what it wants to say. It just do- it does not say it. It yeah. just goes, here's some sex. Here's boobs. Here's like, I don't know. Here's moaning sounds coming from the other room. What does he think it is? Oh, are they going to, are they doing the sex? But it's just not. Like, because it's about how a kid sees that stuff for the first time. And it's all ethereal and confusing and scary to him. They have a gunfight over the girl. They yeah. Have a literal, like, Uzi, <laughs> like, pellets gunfight over a girl. Yeah. And that's supposed to be, I, like, really funny. I feel like it's, like, a really blurred line between parody and, like, hey, actually nasty. blurred line. Right? <laughs> no, but, yeah, it feels like it, it is bordering on parody because of how atrocious, the I guess, the sexual content is. I don't know how else to describe it other than that but especially yeah. if you if you've seen evangelion and how that show like clear it does have something to say about sexuality and and fan right. service stuff and it does it. it it goes there this show like doesn't go there and it's just like <laughs> come on disappointing in a way so i think that's something they can totally improve upon in a new season like there's definitely stuff to look forward to and they've confirmed that the pillows are going to be back to do more music which makes my my heart smile um i hope they bring in more bands though because if this um, again, just to make the Twin Peaks comparison one last time, like, what if they just like every week did another band? And it's just like, here's this band. Stop. Band of the week. <laughs> what if Nine Inch Nails did a fully coolie thing? I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> what if Nickelback did a fully coolie thing? Yes, oh let's go. Let's fucking go. I'd listen to it. I'd watch. I'd I'd own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Same. Just uh, just for the novelty, honestly. Right, just to tell your kids someday, like, hey, remember when Nickelback did an anime thing? <laughs> They're just cool. like, look at this photograph, and it's like the cast from the original show. <laughs> it's something wow. that used to make me laugh. Uh, can we shut it down? <laughs> look at uh, this graph. Why, why was Mimi like kissing uh, the boy's neck? 
why why what was that i don't know there's that line was like she was she would if she didn't do it she would fill up or something like it's she been a like few days since i've seen yeah, yeah. this yeah. show i'm really sorry that's essentially what she says i, I don't thought know that was I... gonna be like a plot thing later because there's that like one quick shot of like mimi's like it looks like she's a vampire or something like her face mm-hmm. is all dark and she has red eyes but that never comes up again so i don't know what's going on I don't know. I read somebody's take on her character as that she, like, obviously she leads a relatively miserable life. She's an arsonist and she's poor. Um, But from what people I've read about online, they say that, like, she wants to find somebody who's worse off than her, whether that be, like, emotionally or physically, and she wants to take care of them. Yeah. Um, Like, how she replaces each of, like, her quote-unquote children and she names them all takun because she's like oh well i have this boy to take care of because he's motherless and i miss his brother and he doesn't have any really friends and he doesn't have a girlfriend and then she's like oh but here's this stray cat now i'm gonna take care of it and name it the same thing here's this robot core i'm gonna take care of this thing and raise it too because everybody else all all of the cars in the town (laughs) yeah if somebody's independent, even in the slightest, I don't want to hang out with them anymore. Right. So. Basically, Mamimi is written out of the that main plot as soon as Naoto starts to get confidence. She's like, oh, I don't want to be with this guy anymore. He like has his shit together. Like this is I need somebody like you said, I need somebody worse off than me to fix. No, I don't. That's not her decision, though. That's his like she or he completely abandons her. He does. Yeah. Um, I'm not I don't think it's it's her decision at all. I think he's just he's just going off on his journey and she's like oh well i guess i'm not a part of that anymore like i'm accepting that and i'm gonna find my other outlets through these babies these children that i'm making for myself oh yeah that's the take that i read i and then regarding the like filling up stuff i think that's just the way that naoto is reading somebody talking about their sexuality is like she's aroused and she or she's like in a in a state and you know and she wants to be satisfied and no one's gonna do it so she's just gonna feel like she's gonna burst like that's that's what it seems like in his head. Like that's what sex is, because a lot of the show and my, and my reading of it is like how now to seize the world. Um, so that's all he interprets from her flirting with him and kissing him on the neck, and then when she quote unquote does explode or whatever, like the the monsters start coming out as soon as any sort of big sexual thing happens. Like the scene with the girl in the classroom is like they're about to have a fight, but it's kind of like a like a flirty, excited fight, and then right when the the tension pops. That's when everything happens. Like, that's when the monsters come out and they have to fight. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, but I do think that her character is... And there's that yeah. whole plot where she, like, burns down... A, is it a church or a school that she went to? A, a school, yes. Yeah. She and burns down like, multiple places. It was, like, it was like this weird reveal that, oh, who burned down the school? And it turned out to be her. And it's because she was playing a video game that, like, influenced her to set fire to buildings. And they do that and don't really come back to it at all. No, they're just like, I guess she burnt it down. Well, she's still my friend. That's <laughs> yeah, essentially actually, like... That game was silly, though. It was like, you are the you are the servant of the god Conti and you have to burn, you have to like press the A button to burn these buildings or else... Because they say like... And I don't know if this was more explained in the manga or if I can't remember which one it came from, but these buildings are going to like spawn infinitely and you must stop the buildings by burning them with fire. And that's why she ends up naming the robot Kanti. Yeah. It's like the god of destruction or something. It's That's that's some nonsense. I agree. I don't like know what to make of any of that with the fire. <laughs> um, yeah. Holding back the Twin Peaks reference. 
bite you're we can do it right <laughs> there are other shows for that um yeah. yeah man fully coolie it's a dense it's a it's a weirdly dense show like you said it's a really packed six episodes uh and for some people it begs a rewatch and for some people it's just like i'm gonna keep that in the back of my memory banks for the next 10 years and i'm gonna assume i liked it when i was younger and then when it comes back in whatever 2018 we'll all talk about it again and the fully coolie discourse will begin anew is that it for our discussion, folks? Sure. I think that may be it. I don't. Exactly. I think we. I hammered out everything. So yeah. At least that was on my mind. I think we swung the bat. But up up. <laughs> I, I guess I never picked up on that recurring phrase the first time I watched it because so much was happening. But now I'm like, oh, they say it like seven times, and then they all like remark when he swings the bat at the very end, like oh, he did it. He finally swung. He he created action from from thought for once in his life and that's a big deal um that's anyways, yeah, what that's... fully coolly means yeah, creating action from thought giving physical form to imagination i think i think you're right i know we're being silly but i think you're right no i mean serious whatever. that's a um one of the creators said in an interview putting action yeah there you go so yes putting action to thought it's the big it's the big thing and it's growing up My, ryan what do we usually do in the next segment is it the plug segment yeah I think it's time for plugs. You can email us as always over at firesidefriendspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter over at podcast fireside where uh, we have fun times. And if you like our show, you can do a couple of things. You can rate us on iTunes. Uh, we're on there. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on all the services. Ooh, and if you have extra money lying around and you're interested in supporting us financially, you can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash firesidefriends. Uh, we have a bunch cha-ching. of backer. Cha-ching, cha-ching. We're making podcasts. yeah um shout outs to all of our backers uh for supporting us we are able to host this show uh because of you and it's much appreciated and if you back us over there you can get stuff like bonus episodes where ryan and i uh talk about twin peaks actually like for real for like a whole hour or something um and don't force ourselves to stop you can find uh the three of us talking about growing up there's a lot i like the bonus episodes that we have up there so far we're going to try to keep doing those consistently yeah um but yeah i think that that covers the show uh ryan where can people find you on the internet uh well okay so <laughs> oh you can find me on talk to at talk to detective but my account is private because i have a job and i wanted to keep it private for the duration of my job. So, Solid plan. I don't know. Send a request. <laughs> Talk to Detective. But we have a Twitter. The We have a podcast Twitter. Which is at Podcast Fireside. And I think we need to start planning. Like some. some we need to up our brand on Twitter. Yeah. Start It'll running, happen. It'll happen. Start running that thing like an actual account. Uh, I asked Katie to do, to do that. And then life happened. So yes. well, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll make we'll make the Twitter uh, more lively and like have give the podcast some personality, brand awareness. I don't know. <laughs> I hear polls are the new big thing. Oh God. <laughs> uh, a poll. I like polls. Polls are fine. I don't use Twitter anymore, so I don't know Which, it, what people oh, are actually doing. Also, also shout out to the new Patreon logo. Yeah, that Great. too. The worst logo. Oh, Great. what are you talking about? It's <laughs> perfectly recognizable every time i see it i know exactly what that is 
I just love white text on a black background with a line next to it. It's Patreon. Same. <laughs> uh, Hold on. Wait. Up? Let me confirm. You've seen the you've seen the logo that's just a line and a circle next to it, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay, good. Just yeah. I want to make sure. No, they're all all the new Patreon redesign is silly. Uh, Katie, can people find you on the internet? Not currently, but I am. I have concrete plans to return. So <gasps> catch that next episode. <laughs> At GokuFuck69. We already did this. Right. <laughs> Katie's going to yes. resurrect. It's going to be great. Yeah. In an in a explosion of flames and flowers and, and happiness. Katie's do you have a, appear. Do you have a name picked out? I do. But I don't oh, know shit. if it's going to work cross-platform yet, so we'll oh. see. <laughs> I'm trying to get that cross-brand awareness. I see what you're going for. Very cool. Right, very right. modern. Mm-hmm. I cannot be found on Twitter because I haven't been on Twitter in months. I forget what Twitter even is, but I can be found on another podcast. <gasps> it's a weekly podcast that I host with my best friend, Magellan. It's called Chats, a television podcast. Well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I do? Except your friend? best friend, Magellan. What are we, chopped liver? Fuck I can you, have Magellan. multiple best friends. I'm going to cry. I'm going to die. <laughs> My secret other best friend, but you're the real best friends. You're the fireside friends. Right, right. <laughs> um, we're currently watching. We just started book two of Avatar The Last Airbender. It's a lot of fun if you like cartoons and sort of anime, but not really. And uh, weekly television discussion that isn't about Twin Peaks. <laughs> um, then you should check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and I think that's going to do it for this episode of Fireside Friends, the 32nd one. <laughs> yes. See us come back again in 10 episodes, and we definitely don't do a Hitchhiker's Guide reference. Definitely. Right. Or else. <laughs> we won't do that. We will not do that at all. Have a good one. Good luck out there. And don't forget to take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye. Cow. 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 Cow.